Okay. Yeah. Should you just record this intro to my podcast quickly, please? Right now? Yeah. Why was What? No, wait, you didn't give me time to prepare. Okay, well, prepare. Just want to know, but it's... <laughs> Does that say short? They're only short. This <laughs> 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 is making me nervous. You can't just spring this on me. You're listening to Clearly Unfiltered, <laughs> regular short form podcast with my dad, Bruce no, no. Collins. Start again, start again. You're listening to Clearly Unfiltered, a regular short-form podcast in which my dad, Bruce Collins, talks smack and expects people to listen and love it. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, that was one of my kids, Gemma, um, who is a little bit of a a crackhead, takes off to her mom. Um... (laughs) I'm recording this outside tonight here in South Africa. Um, the lights are out because it's load shedding. If you don't know what that is, Google it. Um, but I uh, thought, what better thing to do during a rolling blackout than to set up a podcast recording studio outside in my garden with South African insects chirping in the background. <laughs> I had a lot of fun trying to get that intro down, as you'll hear. And while this podcast has a funny intro. It's not particularly a funny topic, but before we get all deep and heavy, I wanted to kind of develop a feature for this podcast that, you know, like every time you listen to the podcast, there'll be something right at the beginning that um, is like a hook that'll that'll catch you and hold on to you and then hopefully keep you listening till the end. So like any well-trained sheep, I turned to ChatGPT, which I'm sure lots of you have heard about and tried. I've been having a lot of fun with it, but it's basically a an AI kind of language medium, whatever the techie guys call it. My friend Simon's going to kill me for not having the right language, but whatever. But um, the name of this episode and the next feature are all courtesy of AI and pretty <laughs> amped about that. AI picking the episode title and is responsible for the book title game, is what I'm calling it for lack of a better name, in which I fed AI a prompt and asked it to return some slightly humorous, maybe uh, satirical book titles related to the theme of this episode. And the theme of this episode is my unhealthy relationship with food. So I asked ChatGPT to give me five witty book titles about a 48-year-old overweight white man with an unhealthy relationship with food. So my question is, which one of these books would you buy? And... um, These are listed in the order of my preference from my least favorites to the one that I would definitely buy. And I think 
Some of them, especially my favorites, are classic. So this is what AI came up with. Fifth on my list is The Fast Food Diaries, A 48-Year-Old's Journey. Fourth is The Diet of Denial, Great Alliteration, AI, I must say. And then the subtitle, A 48-Year-Old's Struggle with Food. The third, and this one I quite like actually, The Man Who Ate His Way Out of a Midlife Crisis. So that might very well be me. This one also the, the, the second one on my list sort of tweaks the angle of the midlife crisis kind of theme. But I like the alliteration. Burgers, beer, and a midlife identity crisis. Reminds me a bit of the offices Bears and Beats. Bears, Beats, Battlestar, Galactica. So that's why I liked it. But the first on my list... The book that I would buy if this were a real book and not just an AI made up book title because I think this resonates the most with me and I think it's pretty funny. So my favorite of the AI book titles for today is The Buffet Table is My Therapy. <laughs> ah, I love it. Seriously though, here's the deal. I'm fat. I'm overweight, and it makes me really, really unhappy. Uh, in fact, if I pop my BMI into one of these weighing apps or diet apps that one gets on one's phone, it practically identifies me as obese. And that's a bit of a mood killer, I must be honest, because, man, I just wish it wasn't like that. And I've tried stuff, let's be honest. I've exercised, maybe not as much as I should, but I have exercised. There was a time where I was really into running and then picked up an Achilles injury, an acute one, chronic one that I can't get rid of. Um, and that's hard. And I've also tried tons of eating regimes. I've dieted, I've tried Weight Watchers, I've done calorie counting, I've done the whole toot, but I just ended up yo-yoing. I mean, there were times in the last five or six years where I lost weight and I looked good and I thought I'd made it and here I am, Three and a half years after the last time I lost a ton of weight and I am heavier than I should be. And I think I've had this issue my whole life, I must be honest. If I'm being truly vulnerable, I think from my earliest memories, my relationship with food has been weird. From the fact that I would have multiple helpings of food as a kid. And when you're young, luckily, one has generally has a fast metabolism and I did and I was quite sporty at school so I kept that weight off but the less you start doing and the older you get and the less active you become I think it's for some of us it starts catching up I think back to the times I was forced even to eat one Brussels sprout before I could leave the table you know things like that all add up when I was young and eating a lot it wasn't physically obvious what was obvious was maybe how much I was eating or I might have been going back for seconds or thirds without people knowing, particularly at functions or parties or Christmas dinners or whatever it is. And people might not have seen that and it wasn't physically ob obvious, but I think the internal struggle, the cause of my overeating was there from very young. What also makes it a ton harder is that a whole load of my friends who are a similar age 
and and many of the people around me, many of the people I hang around with my age, many of our friends look very different to what I do. You know, they're either super active or have great metabolisms or are able to just eat what they need to survive for fuel <laughs> uh, and not eat to make themselves feel better. And so that's not a motivator either because it just makes me feel even worse about myself. And so before you start saying, oh, geez, what a sad life, I am unpacking this stuff in therapy and I'm learning some things about myself. And I thought in the interest of, of, of those of you who are struggling with similar things, maybe this unpacking of the things that I'm kind of learning in this regard might help you. These aren't answers. I'm not even close to the answer, but I thought I'd share these. I've learned and realized that it's not just because I have a lack of self-control that I'm eating like I eat. And I've learned that it's not just because I'm a glutton or the things that people might perceive me to be, but there's definitely a deep root cause to this. There's some unhappiness. There's some, there's something there that leads to a lack of control. Um, and this, this sort of translates to me trying to fill whatever space is left by that with food. Because honestly, when I'm in the middle of eating a great meal and drinking a really nice glass of wine, like I feel whole, I feel complete. It is such a, a comfort. And I think I've just relied on that a lot. I've also come to believe that while dietary choices are important and exercise is mandatory, you can't get away from that unless I really, really figure out and deal with the root of what is causing this numbing, it'll just continue. And so I can become obsessive about a diet and lose tons of weight, but I'll probably flip right back unless I've dealt with what the root cause is that makes me turn to food for comfort. Because you see, I can become super obsessive about this weight loss thing. Um, I remember when I was tracking calories, man, I would, I would track them to a T. I would weigh things to the milligram. It would be really, really um, pathetic in a sense. And, and it would totally overwhelm me. Ultimately, none of these things really made me happy. Because even though I liked the way I looked when I had lost weight or was looking thinner, and better and got loads of compliments and that filled some part of the hole. The hole in reality remained. I'm also learning that I'm hyper aware of being judged by people around me. And even people I know and people I love, the question is always, you know, when I meet a mate for coffee or I bump into someone who used to know me at school, I always wonder, you know, do people think I've, I'm gross? Um, are they saying in their head, wow, when did he let himself go like that? And so the shame I carry often affects the way I love or don't love myself. And I think, I think folk who are overweight are judged a lot by society and by society's standards. And I think people distill our issue to a lack of self-control. They believe we're slobs or maybe lazy couch potatoes or whatever. And, and I think often folk don't understand that what starts with how food helps us feel good ends with 
real deep remorse and shame and often feeling physically ill because when one eats too much or has too many burgers or has three more fries than one should, it doesn't feel good physically. You know when you've crossed that line. And it's hard. I'm also learning that compulsive overeating is really, really hard to get over. And so I need to be gentle with myself. It's hard to, it's hard to turn that corner, particularly if one's compulsive overeating has roots in childhood, which I believe mine does. But what I am trying to do is I'm trying to apply some principles in my life. And I'm not sure if these will be helpful or if they'll resonate with you. But these are the things I'm, I'm trying to hold not too tightly to so that I become obsessive about them. But I'm trying to apply these principles to my life. And the first is that I, I'm not going to restrict my diet obsessively. But I am going to aim for healthy and balanced meals. Secondly, and maybe this should have been first, I really am actively committed to unpacking my shit in therapy. Stuff about my body image, um, questions about why I end up eating to comfort myself, to comfort my anger, to comfort my anxiety, to comfort my depression. I need to figure that out, and, and I can only do that with help. I'm also learning to love my body at every stage of its being. And that's maybe the hardest. Because when I look at what I've become, what my body looks like now and what it used to look like when I was a youngster, I have this deep sense of disappointment. And that disappointment is painful. But unless I learn to love myself, I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm also starting to be more forgiving of myself when I happen to binge or when I happen to overeat. I'm, I'm trying hard to not let that be an excuse to just then go all out and give up. When I do have a moment like that, I use that as an opportunity to reset and do better the next meal. And then lastly, I'm also learning that this isn't a linear process and it's not easy to understand and it's not easy to do. It's a journey, it's gonna have its ups and downs and in those ups and downs, I hope I'm gonna learn a lot about myself. When I was scrolling through Instagram last week, I came across a story posted by a primary school friend of mine, a guy called Dave Lewis, who actually will be featured on one of these episodes soon talking about men's mental health but he popped something onto his insta story the other day and it really resonated with me and i asked his permission if i could share it with you this is what he said i wonder if hypnotherapy would be able to change my mindset so that i can simply see food as fuel not something to enjoy he goes on to say i don't enjoy smoothies I want the comfort of a burger, and that fucks everything up. So I don't have the answers, but I do know that there are others out there who get this. As you're listening to this, you understand where I'm at. And I think maybe it's good for all of us to know that we're not alone, that there are others who have this struggle. 
and also to know that no matter what the societal norms are of how we should or shouldn't look, you are beautiful. You aren't broken. You don't need to look like them. We can figure this out, even if it means diving deep into the darkness to find the why. Because what I'm learning is, is when I can name and speak about the why, I might just be able to love myself for who I am. So let's end kind of where we started. Let's draw a little bit from AI again. And so I asked Canva Magic Write to write a limerick about me, someone who struggles with overeating. And this is what came back. There once was a man called Bruce, whose waistline was quite obtuse. He ate too much pie, and now he can't tie his shoes without a lot of excuse. I hope that this has made you think in some way. Maybe it's given you some empathy for someone you know who is overweight. Maybe if you are overweight and struggle with compulsive eating, maybe this will just help you not feel alone.